The end is in sight. It's less than a month till Christmas and things are getting very serious indeed in the ballroom. Serious faces, serious dancers and seriously messed up scoring. But at least we have some seriously good news for you. Goodbye, Ed, and thanks for all the gifts. episode 15 of the Keep Dancing podcast and hello on this beautiful evening where we acknowledge that everyone loves a trier but that not everyone loves a trier that much. Tonight we have Emily, Hi, Michelle Hiya. and Lisa. I'm back, hello. Back from Malta. Yeah. Um, yeah, how was Eurovision? Well, little Eurovision. Junior Eurovision, it was fabulous. Really, really good fun. I had a great time. I missed you all, but I did manage to keep up with Strictly, of course. We missed you. We hope we got the Frock of the Week thing right. You did. I listened back to it just to make sure that you got it right. And you were wonderful. So well done. Thank you. So let's do some dances. Dancing the samba and generally celebrating the movement of his body. It's Danny Mac and his awesome partner, Oti. So this was a first. It uh, sure was. An astonishing, uh, invigorating first. The uh, highest scoring Samba ever on Strictly. And, and I think that's all down to Oti. Uh, yeah. Well, it, this was another one where it took me two or three goes to actually see Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And Danny like, who? Th- yeah, well, you know, the guy that... Apparently he had his shirt open. Yeah, like, Oti'd made him take his top off and everything, and he was just unable to grab any spotlight from Oti. <laughs> Oti for the win. Yeah. So it, it's another thing, another case of we, we like a dance done to the traditional music. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. It was traditional, but slightly unusual traditional, in a way. It was wilder, wasn't it? Yeah. Oti was saying in her training VT that she wanted to make this a very special dance, uh, not just about the carnival side of Brazil, but about the indigenous and Amazonian side of Brazil, which that is going even more cultural appropriation-y than normal for Strictly. So if it had been Ed doing an Amazonian tribal samba, that wouldn't have been okay because that would have been taking the mickey. But yeah. because it's the best samba that has ever been on Strictly. Done because someone genuinely wants to celebrate a wider culture than what is generally shown. Then we're cool. I think we're cool. I think this is the... But are the... you just okay with it because she's not white? I know well, that might sound a bit... Well, there is also that. Is but... it just that we're okay with other the cultures approaching other cultures or is it just our own culture taking on other people's it's it's yeah it's a difficult one but in social media around the show as well Oti was saying how much it meant to her to be able to do that dance and how uh how much the dress meant to her and how much she's enjoyed uh, choreographing it so I don't know. I think it is a it is a difficult one, and it's going to be one that for British ladies, 
and never going to be able to satisfactorily answer the question because I don't think we get to say what's all right or not. Like if, no. if one of the yeah. yeah if one of the dancers was of um, indigenous South American descent, then maybe they would have had a word with OT and said, "Oh no." Yeah. But I don't know. Cultural appropriation is a really difficult one. If we if we consider the cultural appropriation logic from the other week when we discussed Daisy and the um, Dia de las Muertas um, <laughs> chat that we had. Then it was done in a respectful and uh, genuinely, and making you making it look super cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as you know, it was a question I raised then, and it was me going, "Is it because we think it's super cool at the minute that we're not calling this cultural appropriation?" But I think if we apply the logic we applied then, and said because it's come from a position of real um, admiration, not taking the mickey, and wanting to celebrate more than one side of a culture then we can't say it's okay but i'm more comfortable with it than it would have been then i would have been in than if say ed balls would have done it i think it's um i think it's far more okay than what robert and oxana did with the austrian thing during um their viennese waltz remember i had a slight threw my toys out of the pram over the whole boom bang bang austrian and Nonsense, that that really yeah. was kind of mickey taking if you like whereas this yeah. i didn't feel like it was i felt this was a celebration and why why not so i don't think we're going to come to a conclusion no we're not we, going but... to come to a conclusion but we've had we've had a thinky bit so um shall we get on to now talking about how awesome it was yes <laughs> yes <laughs> okay who's first it was awesome there it was so awesome i i think <laughs> I was just totally blown away and then ended up watching it about three times back today because it's hypnotic. I love it. They make It makes you want to get up and join in, which is a, a key point, isn't it? And yeah, fab. I think Danny's got to the point where you really are struggling to tell that he's a celebrity dancer rather than a professional as well. Like I was watching it and thinking, I can't pick anything out here that goes, oh, you should have done this better. Like it's really hard to tell that he's not a professional anymore, which like, is obviously I, a like, of accomplishment. Kevin's not that good at the samba. No, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I can't wait to go and see Danny in a West End musical next year. <laughs> it's going to happen, isn't it? Yes. Well, I hope it's one where they uh, give him plenty of big dance numbers to do. I think he'd be really good in Guys and Dolls. <gasps> I love Guys and Dolls. I know. Do we or know maybe, if he can or, sing, though? Or maybe Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> <gasps> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we know if he can sing though? I suspect he can sing. He can actually. He's can been dance, to stage school. Like he can sing. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> did he? He did some singing in the totally ridiculous musicals week introduction business this evening. I, I think. He well, they all they all sung in this bit. Yeah. Mean they were good. <laughs> no, no, I I don't. I think his was one of the ones where it was inoffensive, so my ears <laughs> sort of relaxed a bit. So that means he can be coached to being good enough for the West End. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean... Heck, if, I, if I can do it, Danny Matt can do it. And I'm doing it this week, so I'm sure I mean, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, we would love to see him in Guys and Dolls. If somebody is either reviving it or currently running it, um, let's, let's go. So what made it so good? Because I think we're all agreed that this is, you know, top 95th percentile Strictly Dancers... Something really exciting, something that we've not seen before. 
Like, what could you? Can you put your finger on what was so good? Speed, execution, complex choreography. They seemed to be really oh. enjoying it. Style yeah, they were probably lighting. like abandoned. They were in the abandonment of the moment. They completely surrendered themselves to the dance. That's what you felt. That's what I felt like watching them. That they were just complete with it. And all the, all those, as I said, all those production elements around it as well. The styling, the lighting, the video wall, the camera, the camera angles, and the camera shots. Those are mm. you know, something we don't talk about a lot here, but we do talk about it um, at Eurovision about how you use the camera and, and different camera shots and ways that you choose to use the camera. Um, so yeah, it just it was one of those whatever the sort of opposite of the perfect storm is. It was that <laughs> like ev- everything comes together and add to it the fact that it was what you said in the introduction it was something different and something that we haven't seen before i think you could have had all of those things come together on a samba like we've seen before and it would have just been missing that one vital thing i think it was that unique style what do you think he's going to be able to do to top that i'm worried he's not going to be able to keep this up like if you're this good for two weeks on the truck now, what, what can you do? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Even if he's not top of the leaderboard the next couple of weeks, he's still in the final. So actually, probably the sensible thing for Danny and Ochi to do is to just hold back, do enough, not go crazy, and hold everything that they've got until the final. Yeah, well, I didn't hear what he has next week, but there's a sort of a 50% chance it's something amazing. He's got waltz... American Smooth, Tango, and Salsa left. Oh, he'll be amazing at American Smooth. That needs to be in the final. I kind of, yeah, I kind of want him to do his American Smooth in the semi-final so that he rides into the final on a wave of just choreographical excellence. But So maybe maybe Waltz next week then? Yeah, something really... Well, he hasn't be... done a slow one for a while, has he? Yeah. No, something... that would be good. Something really sort of tear-jerking and emotional to round out the um, the the sort of the human interest factor of Danny. Yeah, yeah, and actually that would be a smart move because people are gonna be a bit like we were, like, well, what? How can they do that? How can they top that? Actually, how they can top it is not with the dance, but with the get to know Danny. Yeah, yeah. Because at the moment we see him as a fantastic dancer. A waltz is a great way to say you've seen the dancer. Here's the man. Here's the semi-final. Here's the final. Here's the glitter ball. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and yeah, Merry Christmas. He's and with um with the waltz. He's got the opportunity to show what a strong lead he's developed as well. Yeah. And I think that the quality of the lead is something that they're judging him particularly harshly on, and we'll get onto that in the Cha Cha Challenge. Uh, so, uh, last calls for, you know, devotional statements to OT, um, just general gossip. We love you, OT. We love you, OT. All praise OT. <laughs> OT, everybody's making that sort of extremely cliched heart yeah. gesture now. I can't, I can't I'm holding do that. Phone. I only have one <laughs> hand free. I can't do it. <laughs> Look really silly. Dancing the Paso Doble, it's 1980s stage magician announcing a three-month run in Vegas, Ore Aduba and his partner Joanne. This is the one that had me scratching my head all week. You know, on Tuesday the dance, on Tuesday evening, the dancers came out and I go straight to Spotify and I have a little, little listen if I don't already know the song. And so it's Lord's version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. 
So the original Tears for Fears song is quite sort of light-hearted and anthemic. Not Paso at all. So I thought, mm, this Lord version, it's presumably kicking it up a notch. No, no, it's a sort of a very sparse, empty arrangement uh, that doesn't kick in until two and a half minutes in, and even then kicks in only very slightly. And I thought, this is going to be a bugger to, pass, uh, to choreograph a Pasadoble to. And it turned out I was right. Um, <laughs> and then when I saw the pinstripe dress on Thursday, I thought, oh no, Joe's done a high concept political, like Dr. Strangelove Pasadoble to a Lord song on a non-theme week. Oh no, everything goes terribly wrong when Joe does a high concept dance number. But all of those sort of forebodings and misgivings aside, I thought it was pretty effective and they managed to rescue it. Anybody else? Lisa? I loved that piece of music. I thought it was great. I'd never heard that version of the song before. And I am immediately purchasing it on iTunes. I I really, really loved it. I thought it was great. I really loved the dance they'd done to it as well. I, the pinstripe dress was slightly odd in my uh, sort of opinion. But for the rest of it, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a really good dance for me. You must not have spent all week worrying about it because I did. I, d- I didn't worry about it. It's true. I just sat back and enjoyed it. Emily? Do you know what was, what made the pinstri- pinstripe dress weird? Tell me. Was the white high neck. If that had have just had a bit mm. of flesh-coloured netting in like it normally does, that would have looked magnificent. Because they put that weird high neck in, my immediate question was, has Joanne got a love bite she's trying to hide? It, it just looked weird and a bit... Oh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't particularly like the dance either. But um, I mean, two weeks in a row that I've just been not bothered about what they've done. It so, wasn't bad. I just so hmm. last week, Vicky Gill had to do a hundred and twenty odd dresses for Blackpool. Bless well, her. Var- yeah. various outfits for Blackpool. So this week, there were a few that looked like they'd had less effort put into them. Yeah, <laughs> but you could have made less of that. That dress could have had less fabric in and looked better. And I, it's very rare I say a word against Vicky Gill. I think she's a genius and a supreme um, costume designer. But the high neck was weird and necessary and a bit of flesh-coloured um, power mesh would have probably done a better job. Mm. Well, I think, me. I think but it... I like Joanne's hair. What did you think of the dance, though, Emily? I can't really remember it at this point. I've watched it twice. Um... It was all right. It seemed good. I don't believe OT is powerful and intense. Sorry, Ore. Ore. Sorry, I don't believe Ore is powerful and intense. Um, I do believe OT is powerful and intense. Um, I'm scared of OT. In a a good way. In a nice way, but slightly scared of OT. Um, Yeah, Ore, I just... This is the second week in a row I've felt non-committal. I suppose, uh, neither here nor there. They're good, but I feel like... You know how you feel about Kevin, Eleanor? Uh, you know, that cashed all his Chris chips in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I used to like you, and then you blew it. Yeah, yeah. and Ori hasn't done anything to blow it, but I'm just 
Well, That's he's not done a, a deeply now. irritating jive next to a train. Yeah, but he did do that deeply irritating Charleston and spent far too much time being was very that it? crying. Was that it? Was it the Charleston? I think, do you know what? I think it was that. I think that pushed it beyond the point where I could be bothered with him. Well, you see, this is why I'm always worried about a high concept routine from Joe, because, you know, it nearly torpedoed him from the start, that weird tango that they did. Yeah. What did you reckon, Michelle? I think he was quite, he kind of technically got it, and he was like, he got all the technique down, you could tell he was doing it right, but I think I agree with Emily in a way that it was the, I don't believe him with with the stern, sort of powerful thing, and... A bit like how a few weeks ago we were talking about Louis couldn't get emotion across. Mm. I think he's kind of got the same thing now. Like technically he's amazing, but I can't. There's no, you can't feel it. It didn't believe him. I think he can get he can get emotions across, but it's a not the full range. Like he can't communicate the stern, but he's man. He can communicate sort of lovely, charismatic man to us. Yeah, but that's is he just one dimensional? Is he just that charismatic man just in every dance? I don't know. But here's a here's a brain teaser for you. You know the bit at the end with the table? Do you think if Hillary... The strange love table. Yeah, the bit with the strange love table. Do you think if Hillary had have won, it would have been Joe on top of the table? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I didn't like about that dance. I really hated that finishing position. It looked strange. I love that finishing position. I really, really liked that with the table. I thought it was really They cool. both looked uncomfortable with the situation. And it's it was weird to have them not in physical contact. Yeah, it was just weird. Like I remember Will and Karen's uh, tango, uh, the chess tango, and they had some business with a table that managed to work a lot better than that business with a table. I think a yes. table is a tricky thing for Strictly to pull off, apparently. I don't think they should have many more tables in dance routines. In fact, that was another thing that Kevin managed to do to irritate, irritate me, the Harry Potter table dance. Table. Oh, he did one to Star Wars as well, didn't he? Oh, oh, right, stop it. You're making me irritated at Kevin and it's not going to help with what's coming next. <laughs> best, the best use of the table was... Oh, who was it who did the, um, the Oliver? Um... Oh, oh it that was... was Kevin as well. That's that was it, Kevin yeah. Ruby oh, yeah, Kelly. Kelly and Kelly. Last year. Kelly. Kelly. Was... She, that fabulous. That was a Paso, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. No, it was, a, it was a Viennese waltz. Was it? Yeah. I don't know, but she was singing. And I just remember thinking that was one of my favourite Strictly dancers ever. I absolutely loved it. And that was you a table. Mean, you obviously remembered it for the table. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Did Kelly do all of her dancers? with major props yeah she was quite prop heavy wasn't she yeah well anyway i'm i'm sure that's for some sort of historical deep dive podcast in the future for the (laughs) off season or something so two meh one dislike one really like on ore yeah I mean, it's, I don't think it's done enough to... I'm a bit like Eleanor. That, that Charleston in Halloween week was is enough to kind of throw me off of Ore and not be that interested in him. So I wouldn't say that this was one that has completely pulled me back into the Ore fan club, but I did really enjoy the dance. I thought it was really good. I love the music too. I'm buying it. Okay, cool. Dancing the Waltz. 
She was a humble, semi-retired pop star. He was a cheeky northern ballroom legend. It's the storyline cut from Love Actually. It's Louise Redknapp and her partner, Kevin. I, I think I'm now forming Team Louise all by myself now. Um, I... <laughs> I really liked this. I'm totally converted. I didn't like it for the first, like, what, five, six weeks, and then about two or three weeks ago, she did the Americans move, and now I'm Team Louise. But I loved it. I think it was very sweet and lovely, and she's totally getting the whole character thing down, and technique is lovely. And I think she looks like she's relaxing and starting to enjoy it. That dress she had on was beautiful, and I just loved the whole setup of it. It was just lovely. Aww. It was a very nice dress. <laughs> Is that all you're going to say? Um, no, and I was going to say, and I really oh, enjoyed the dance as oh, well. Oh, the shade of it, Emily. Um. <laughs> no, I thought the dance was lovely. Um, it, it was always going to be, you know, high on the high on the schmaltz. Uh, but that's fine. I think if you're kind of ready for it, it's quite a nice thing. Um, they executed it beautifully. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cold towards the Cliftons at the minute. but um, On a purely cold technical level it was still amazing you know there was so much sort of technical content in a few of the um the ballroom people were saying that she didn't do any heel leads though yeah so i saw a few people saying that tens with no no heel leads is uh potentially an interesting thing uh, but, you know, even on a purely sort of cold technical level where I'm slightly annoyed with Kevin and I don't know, I just sort of... Do you know, I, I've worked out what it is about Louise, right? And it's it's a thing that I don't know. I think it might make me a bad feminist or something. <laughs> but you know when you have that one friend who won't let a compliment settle on her? Like, oh, she say, won't believe like yeah. if you say you know your hair looks great she'd go oh you know oh you know it's really oh i don't really like it or that dress looks fantastic on you it'd be oh well you know it's sort of second hand um at the sort of the refusal to accept any of the compliments and praise that she's getting as being something that she's put blood sweat and tears into yeah that's what you are right that is that is what's getting at me it's a certain type of feminine self-esteem that that is that feeling that you can't you can't take credit for things and you've got to you've got to be humble about compliments and things it seems that it's part of a feminine identity to seem not coy that's the wrong word but to not like you say with the compliment thing not to be seen to be aware of how good or how lovely you are and she's she's got no need to be so diffident about it. She is achieving technical stuff at a great level every week, and I just I wanted to own it. Yeah, that is that is pretty much it, isn't it? It's it's wanting her to accept the compliments and and go. Do you know what? This is this is good. I'm enjoying how much how yeah. well it's going. I'm I'm enjoying wearing the nice dresses. I'm enjoying learning to dance and doing well and yeah. getting good. And, and, and the glamour yeah. feels amazing and I, yeah yeah and I think that's what we found so um relatable about Anastasia is that throughout her time in the competition she was going this is fun and mental and my goodness people are lovely and you know I'm learning something new we also like that said, about Tamika yes mm-hmm. we did I think it might hit after the Strictly's finished 
whether it finishes sooner for Luzo or at the end of the series, I think it might be one of the things that hits her afterwards. She'll go, oh, actually, that was amazing, and oh, didn't I do well? Yeah. Well, I, I just want, I, I hope that in her interviews, I start to hear her say, I thought that was, I thought I did really well, rather than, oh, it's all down to this one. Mm-hmm. Because it's her yeah. achievement. Judge Rinder's also doing that. He's putting that all on Ixana. He's just saying, oh, it's all down to her being a good teacher. He's not taking any of the credit himself either. Yeah, but He's doing the o- same Oksana's thing. batting it right back to him. Kevin's just accepting it. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that more to do with Kevin than, than Louise? And yeah. Robert Rinder is going, oh, but, you know, I just I just love the dancing so much. Mm. You know, he's, yeah. he's, yeah, he's putting all, his joy he it. across. Yeah. yeah. Um, any views? I think for me... For me, Louise, she's technically brilliant, but I still find her quite boring. And I can't quite put my finger on why. But like, I'll happily watch her dance, but I'll instantly forget it after I've seen it. Like, I don't remember it because I find her quite dull, although her dancing is technically brilliant. But I do notice the lack of heel leads. And then getting tens without doing any heel leads... I mean, to me, that proves that the judges are not really scoring the dancing. They're scoring Louise because they need a woman in the final. So she should have been pulled up on that because they would have pulled um, Danny up on that. They would have pulled Ori up on that. They would have pulled they would have pulled any of the others up on that. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't pull Louise up because they need to. They need the story of her being a ten dancer. But I don't think that was a ten that dance. What has she got left? Let's have a look at what Louise has got left and see if we can kick some life into this contest. She's got a quick step, a tango, mm. a salsa, and a samba remaining. Dear God, the samba. I don't Maybe they're just not going to do a samba. I think, I think that if she's going to get away with not doing one of the dances, it's going to be a samba. Mm. Yeah. She's Kevin samba. can't do it very well. No, <laughs> there is that. Maybe Louise should step do it with be Danny, because nice. he's obviously proved that he can do it really well. So maybe Louise should just have Danny for that. And <laughs> Kevin and Oti can answer. <laughs> I felt really sorry for, not sorry for, but I felt really um, uncomfortable for Jamie Redknapp in that training VT. Oh, yeah. They kind of forced him into that, didn't they, really? I, I felt like there was someone off screen going, do it. Yes. Be romantic. Be romantic your wife. Be romantic on yeah. demand. And I suspect that they're not that kind of couple anyway. Like, just the way that they... Not in a bad way, just... You know, oh, yeah, I don't, no, the, I don't think the they're slushy. Yeah. It's Jim Jams and Ugg Boots for a cuddle on the sofa, isn't it? Yeah. Which is lovely and sweet, but it's not um, being swept off your doorstep in a ball gown, is it? No. No. And more Which is of... annoying because they kind of have the money and the lifestyle where that could be a thing. Own it. Own it, Louise. Yeah. <laughs> Demand better. Dancing the rumba, it's a beautiful tribute to teachers and learning from Robert Rinder and his partner, Oksana. Oh, this is a way to do a non-romantic rumba and it just didn't go well. You need to do a romantic rumba, I think. Rumbas should be romantic. This was not it, so therefore it felt awkward to me. I loved it. <laughs> I People loved it. To disagree on everything tonight. <laughs> I mean, I probably loved it because it was Rob, 
of course. And um, we all know that I absolutely love him. Oh, I took your advice. I watched his show during the week, the the Jeff Rinder show on on TV. It's brilliant. I think I might be hooked to that show now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get home and watch Judge Rinder. Um, I just, I loved the storytelling in it. I loved the choreography. I loved the setting. I loved the lighting. I, I just loved it a lot. Probably because I love Robert Rinder a lot. But I won't. I have a bad word said against it. I'm sorry. It was just well, wonderful. I could, the, best, the best bit for me was what Oxana was wearing. It was amazing. Again, it looked like a nightie. But yeah, that was the best bit for me. I liked it. I could see what they were doing. And I thought that the atmosphere that they'd created was really sweet. And his hip action was totally there. But this was the very first dance for me where his face was slightly putting me off. If they were going for a sort of a realism vibe in this dance, I think this would be the one where we, he would have had to tone down his facial expressions. It was a little bit much. I, I, I think I might agree with you there, Ellie. I enjoyed the dance. I thought he did, I, he executed it really well. Um, and I thought I actually quite liked the non- romantic rumba theming i thought that was really interesting and they were trying something a bit more believable i suppose for him I, well i don't think the public yeah they got second. him in a corner they couldn't get him out of hang on yeah. a minute though hang on a minute though because in the other week we were talking about how in musicals week if robert had got his rumba in musicals week he could have been sky yeah. masterson um doing a rumba to the cuban version of a woman in love right yeah is it sort of patronising to the audience who, in their heart of hearts, know that they're not actually watching a couple going through a heterosexual mating ritual when they're watching a rumba? They are watching two dance partners doing a dance. Is it patronising to the public to go, well, everybody knows he's like a famously gay man and they've been uh, on about it all series. Is it patronising to the audience uh, to not give them a to deliberately not give them a love rumba. Yes, yeah. it is, but that's never stopped them before. Well, yeah, Strictly's never been afraid of patronising the audience. No, I'm not sure that it's patronising, but I think it's actually I think it's a bit more authentic because yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't relate to Oksana like that. No, he doesn't. Not at all. It's not like if you have any of the other couples where potentially. You can go down the whole, you know, strictly, you know, who's who's the dating who kind the of strictly thing. infidelity curse. Yeah, the, the strictly infidelity curse. Exactly. You, you know, with Robert, it's not that because the way, firstly, the way that he speaks about Oksana and the absolute, I'm I'm on the defensive now. The absolute kind of respect and genuine Benedict. love that he has for her as a friend and as a teacher is second to none it really is um and i think if that had been i think it would have been too fake to then do a love rumba it needed to be something different and i think they found a really good and interesting way of of doing that because it just would have felt wrong i think to, to 
to be watching a story of Rob falling in love with Oksana when we know full well that that's not happening. But I think but it's we, a bit unfair to not give him the chance to kind of do the character acting of doing a romantic rumba because it would have shown up if he'd managed to do a romantic rumba and it had been quite believable watching it. Then I think it would have shown what how good of character actor he was. I think what it comes down to is to what impact input Robert himself had in the decision of the theming for the dance. If it's something that him and Oksana have talked about and they've decided to go down that route because actually he didn't want to do a kind of traditional heterosexual love story rumba, then fine. Then that's fine. But inter- it's interesting, isn't it, that we would have that we would have gone far in musical week, him playing Sky Masterson in a straight love story. And we would maybe have gone for that. Whereas mm. the the character that Rob is dancing that doesn't have a name this week, we wouldn't have gone for. Yeah, I think the kind of uh, setup of the theme weeks would have made it well, the setup of the theme, no. the setup of the theme weeks is always a step forward for the ones that are having trouble with the acting. Mm. Like you know, That's true. when movies week was when Jay realised that he could lose himself in dance and become a cool guy, even if he's not a cool guy. And Halloween was when Greg realised he could act this year. Mm. Yeah, and you know that I. Those themed weeks where you can take a step away from your regular persona and, you know, put on a costume, those are really important. I think if if it had come from, if it's come from between him and Oksana talking about it and thinking, yes, I'd like to do it in this way and portray it as a teacher-pupil relationship, then it's kind of more okay. But if it's just the Strictly producers going, oh, look, he's been banging on about her being his teacher for weeks, let's just do that as if let's just keep re-emphasising this idea that he's already mentioned. It just feels a bit like they're exploiting that relationship he's having with her in a way, if it's just come from that angle where they've thought, oh, he's kept mentioning that, we'll just do it like that. Well, I don't know. They were definitely presenting it this week in their interviews as if it was their idea. Yeah. Mm. And if that makes us all feel better about it, we can believe them. Yes. I did love Oksana's dress. (laughs) Dancing the tango, its random gift generator and all-round sign of the end times, Ed Balls and his partner Katya. Bit of a mess. Just a bit. Who came up with trying to make him a model? Uh, that's straight from the, uh, the banter focus group or the uh, LOLs conference room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Zoolander. Oh, actually, no, it's... <laughs> It's uh, the uh, Cash Converters DVD shelves, isn't it? So what comedy movies (laughs) were just slightly long enough ago for everybody to not think that they're current anymore? Oh, Ed. It was awful. It wasn't his best, was it? No, because they'd spent so much time doing the... Faffing about, making him look truly silly. Got... And and I feel like they spent a lot of time. I know it was the way the VT was presented, but I don't feel like they spent enough time on the dance this week because like, he he's normally danced marginally better than that. Yeah, but I think Ed realised it was time for Ed to go. Yeah, I think he's reached his limit. I think he out of all the kind of what I can say as comedy acts they have on these year, programs over the years, 
he's mostly been the best one. And he's genuinely picked up the technique and done it. And he's tried properly hard. And I have a lot of respect for how much he's got, given himself into this. Mm-hmm. But I think he's genuinely reached his own personal limits. And he was never going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, apparently he was going to have the rumba next week. So, you know, we all dodged a bullet there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like you say, Ed... Ed has tried. I feel I do feel bad for Ed in that he didn't want to be the comedy character and he fought that quite hard in the beginning. And I feel like he's had to kind of give into it and go, oh my gosh, okay, fine. Where he didn't want to. He I feel like he genuinely wanted to A sell his book, obviously. Um, but in terms of the competition, I felt like he came in and said, okay, I'm here. Let's see what I can do. Let's learn. Let's try. And I, I feel like he he got better and better and better every week. And I know I've been a bit of a defender of him, really, um, which surprised me more than anyone else, believe me. Um, but I think I said a few weeks ago, you know, the, the public know when it's time to, to get rid of that one person every season. Now, we probably had one or two more weeks out of Ed Balls than we should have done. Um, I think, you know, I said I thought he would go in Blackpool week and he didn't. Um, so when he didn't, I did think, well, unless anything catastrophic happens to any of the others, it has to be Ed this week, um, which I think is is right, even though I have been the defender of him. He is, for me, what the show is all about, taking somebody who's never done this before, teaching them a skill and seeing how far you can go. And when you get to the limit of how far you can go, then you're in the dance off and you go. And that's exactly what's happened. So um, I I personally, I thank Ed for, you know, doing it, for taking it on, for giving it the best that he can and for entertaining me. A bit like a public for service, a really, wasn't it, that he was given it? <laughs> well, a little bit yeah. yeah you know one of the casting categories that we do have is the public service remit dancer who is mm. there because of the bbc's um responsibility to show that dance is a great form of exercise and also just generally a fun thing to do that gets mm. you in human contact with wonderful people mm. yeah and i think ed i i want to almost see a before a picture from the first week to this week I definitely, I think he has lost a lot of weight doing this, um, which really drastically shows on him, I think, and he and, looks much better for it. And there's like a little light in his eyes now. Yeah, there is definitely. No, I agree. I feel like, you know, when when, when we first met him where, uh, back in week one, he was a grey politician and he's not that grey politician anymore now. <laughs> You know, politically, I've no idea what I think about him. Um, but as a bloke, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a drink with him because I feel like he's got a life and I've got a bit of a story. Whereas week one, I'd have been, I want nothing to do with him whatsoever. In terms of driving the number of dance class sign-ups, I think Ed has done a lot more than Danny. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah he's more relatable in that sense. Yeah, because, you know, when you're on the phone or, you know, going towards the church hall for your first Latin and ballroom class, you're you're thinking more, if Ed can have a go, I can have a go, rather than, I'm going to be just as good as Oti. Yeah, 
exactly. And and good for him for doing that. Well done to Katia for working with what she was given, but not trying to do too much with him, but pushing him far enough to make him improve, which is what any good dance teacher should be doing. Um, I'm really glad that Ed Balls was in it this year. I've really, really enjoyed watching him dance. Okay, yeah, this week's was a little bit more of a car crash than any of the others. But generally speaking, I never thought I would hear myself saying this. And I go back to listening to what I said on the first podcast that we that we did. And I was like, I don't want to see Ed Balls in October. I'm glad Ed was in it through October. I'm glad he's been in it through a bit of November as well. I'm glad he's gone. I'm also glad he's gone, if I'm being honest. But I'm glad for that he was here for a while. <laughs> On I literally cheered. I literally cheered when uh, his name was called out for the bottom two. I was like, "That's it. We're getting rid of Ed. Brilliant." Yeah, I mean, that, I, it, I, that's what needed to happen. First dance off, we knew he was going. There's no, there is no way. There's no way that any of the judges were going to put him ahead of any of the other contestants. It I wasn't going to well, happen. Even yeah. if Rob had fallen over, would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would have actually. Mother half said they said, "Oh, unless he falls over." No, they'll find a way. They'll say, "Well, even besides your mistake, you're still the better dancer, and we'll keep you." They would have found a way. Yeah. It was a more technically polished dance. Oh, yeah, the better technical dancer, yeah. I liked it, though. Um, wasn't it Bruno that said when they are saving, going, sorry, I just have to keep the better dancers? Yeah. <laughs> he just was really honest about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that was another pointless dance-off, wasn't it? Because we all knew what was... Cap- what, what, we knew, all, all knew the end result of that one, so... Yeah. yeah. So, on, on Saturday night, we had the, the biggest Twitter engagement we've ever had. Uh, with my tweet, hands up if you're tired of the whole Ed Balls thing. Yeah, and we know that they would be. And, and you know, even as someone who has, like I say, defended Ed and been quite supportive of him, it's time to go. Yeah. Thanks very much. What was your favourite Ed routine? When he did the mask. Uh, the dance he did in week one. Oh, the politician's waltz. Lisa? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think the politician's waltz, I would love to have seen them... I mean, obviously they weren't going to be in the final, but I would have loved to have seen them go back and revisit that now that Ed's got some dance skill. Yeah. I'd really like to have seen them revisit that kind of dance now in the yeah. competition than, than try and do another comedy routine because it's the comedy routines that I cannot abide because I'm a mm. deeply humorless person, clearly. Um, but I just... It was the, it was the forced humour that I found so distasteful about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, because I think they've tried to make a comedian out of someone who's not naturally a comedian. And I, I totally relate to that, because I'm playing a role at the moment that's quite funny, but I'm not a natural comic actor, so I find it quite mm, difficult. And I'm not sure that it's the sort of best use of my ability on a stage, but it is what it is. We open on Wednesday. But I sort of relate to Ed Balls in that he's kind of been made into a comedy character where he naturally wouldn't have been, and I feel the same. Well, thanks, Ed. Dancing the Argentine tango. It's a woman levitating, only using her incredibly strong core muscles. It's Claudia Fragapani and her partner, AJ. Wasn't that marvellous? Like, all of those lifts, there were three lifts over ten seconds in duration. She spent more time in the air than on the floor. 
it was like but she it was, was still it was, doing dance moves with her legs it was like a, yeah a third of it in the air because she hasn't been able to do that for the last few weeks because she's had dances where you can't be you know thrown around the place so as soon as they got the opportunity to they were like that's it Claudia's not going to touch the floor at all if I have anything to do with it <laughs> and in as you know a creative sort of off ground tig kind of thing it was pretty impressive um, I really so liked. I really liked the opening shot where they had the background, pro- the the trick perspective projection of them dancing on top of a skyscraper. I thought that was yeah. so cool. Yeah, um, really cool. Like they could have held that for a little bit longer. It was almost sort of chucked away, as it was. Yeah. Yeah, they got them down off that box and then just carried on, didn't they? It was just the intro. It could have that could have lasted longer. Yeah, and it's just yeah. And they genuinely didn't this evening, this weekend, make reference to her age. They only made reference to her height in the um, context that it made doing the Argentine tango very difficult. It was brilliant. There wasn't it wasn't any ah, oh, aren't they so sweet? It was yeah, talking about them being accomplished confident dancing mm-hmm. yeah it was a proper grown-up routine and everything yeah. it was undermarked I, I feel outraged at how undermarked that was and i've just yes. i've just remembered i've got dawn's notes here who can't join us this evening she also says that the you know it's a grown-up dance absolutely no hint of teen stuff um and that aj has choreographed very well for her size Although I don't think it's AJ that did that choreography, but the choreography has really taken into account her size. Did I hear him say on It Takes Two in the week that it was his first one? Yeah, it was his first Argentine tango. Bless him. Well done, both of them. Watching virgins. (laughs) I would have given that one of Louise's tens. Yeah. It deserved at least two tens. Out of the four nines it got, it, it well, they did something yeah. very, very unusual, and it was really well done. But the judges have decided that Louise is the final girl. Yeah, they decided that weeks ago. So no they matter couldn't... what what Claudia does, she's not going to get a higher mark than Louise ever. It's just not going to happen, which is a shame because she, I think she deserved that last last night. She should have had, she should have had the thirty eight. Louise should have had the thirty six. Yeah. thing is, they can't even justify why they're doing it. Because in Lens Lens, Claudia asked what she got to do to get a 10. And they couldn't really even give a proper reason. Dancy mm-hmm. just banged on about personality, like giving across emotion and relationship between the two and personality. I thought, well, that's just a cop-out. That's not really yeah. anything she in got particular. The same, she got the same score for that as she did for the bloody jive, where it was just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's- the, only way, the only way that Claudia can get a 10 is if she becomes Louise. Because they're just not going to give it to her, which is it's the element not of the fair. show. Oh, she might get one in the in the semi when they're getting rid of her. Yeah, what yeah, she that's true. It's so frustrating, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, when what appears to be getting marked isn't what isn't what we're seeing. Oh, seeing, uh, yeah. Well, we haven't even started talking about the cha cha challenge yet. Well, no, we haven't, have we? No. Um, but Do we have to? <laughs> I I thought that that Argentine tango was thrilling. 
And yeah, it, w- right. it would have been like far and away the best dance of the night if we hadn't started the night out with that incredible samba. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... For me, that was, def- that was Claudia's best dance. That was the best I've seen her. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought she was cracking. Yeah. Yeah. When, when they let her be an athlete rather than a kid, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What's she got left to dance? Oh, okay. Let's check her dance card. Uh, basically exactly the same as Louise the quick step, the tango the salsa uh, but Claudia's not done a rumba whereas Louise hasn't done a samba uh, I would like to see Claudia do a, fa- uh, do a quick step yeah. Uh, yeah although AJ would probably do it too fast mm. I think she's actually one of the dancers that's actually she's neither strong in ballroom or Latin she kind of she does about the same in both, I think. She's not someone that I think does better in one or the other. If she gets through to two dance week, I think doing the quick step and the rumba. Well, we've, yeah, but would they let her? They would they let her do a sexy rumba? They might do another job rinder and sort of water it down for us. Oh, what, what like uh, sort of a AJ presents her a single flower and a purity ring, or something. Yes, <laughs> and a chastity belt. <laughs> and a chastity. Claudia's dad sitting on the front row. <laughs> no, they just won't. They won't. They won't let her do a sexy rumba. They just won't. No. AJ's I really hope they do. I really hope they do. Yeah, no, I... Having seen, seen what they did with the, having seen what they did with the Argentine tango, I suspect that they might let her do a sexy rumba <laughs> because they let her get away with it, you know. Yeah, they'll let her be gossip all over the place in the Argentine tango. Although the dress yeah. was designed for a very subtle gusset. There's yes. no such thing as a subtle gusset. <laughs> it is an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't it, was a, a... Wasn't, it wasn't as sexy Argentine tango as it could have been, though, to be fair. Like, no, other was... Argentine tangos have been a lot more raunchy for you It wasn't Anita and Gleb from last from the other year, was it? No. Well, no, I mean, but... Even, that... <laughs> even Louise and Kevin managed a sexier one than Claudia and AJ have. Right, so think about that Crimea River song, though. That is um, Justin Timberlake's breakup song from Britney. It's the end of first love. It's like that, it's that first betrayal. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked right. it if they'd done... Um, Michael Bublé did a cover of that song, and I think it would have sounded good doing it to that. You can't have a two-Bublé week. No, yeah, no, no, no double buble. No double buble. No double buble. No. What was the other buble song? The one that Louise danced to was a buble. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Oh well, you never know. Rules of the pair of bubles. You just don't want a pair of bubles. You do not want a pair of bubles. No, double buble is too much. But either way, I think buble's version of Crimea River is better anyway. (laughs) And. Then there was the cha-cha challenge, which, I I mean, like, I understood the swing-a-thon. I understood the waltz-a-thon thing. I understood any of the one where they did it actual dance competition style and eliminated the weakest in the pack one by one until they could sort of look at the top two side by side and go, that's the best one. Uh, but this looked just a mess. The weird sort of tennis court that they'd got marked out on the floor, weird. They were explaining the rules for longer than it actually went on. 
which you know once you've explained the rules for longer than it's actually going to happen you it's you've too lost complicated. it you've lost it like the 100 meters you uh, explain in much less than 10 seconds it's who crosses the line first wins they need they needed to the music to go on longer it needed to go on longer i felt like you didn't even get chance to look at them all before it was over well, and also the static camera positions and the lack of motion in the cha-cha-cha meant that we, we the audience, got to same, see the same dancers doing the same steps over and over again. We didn't get anything yep. like the same view that the judges got. And so that's why I think the audience, who all saw Louise sort of have a stumble in the opening 20 seconds, were very confused by her eventually winning... Well, she had to, didn't she? Because that's the story. We have to give Louise the maximum number of points. And she wasn't on the top of the leaderboard, so we had to make surely well well sure that she ended up there. Yeah, but other than Louise, they scored the rest of them pretty much the same they'd done for the main dancers. So it didn't yeah. really change the leaderboard that much. No, but I think point. the points and everything now are mostly in the right order, in that you know, as much as we love Robert Rinder, he's not the best dancer that there is. And so he doesn't come on the top half of the leaderboard. Ed Balls was the worst dancer in it, so he came the bottom. Danny is the best dancer, so he comes at the top and the others fall in between. So that, all they, all they did then was move Louise so yeah, she was going it. top. And I feel like I hate to don my tinfoil hat, but here I go, donning my tinfoil hat. I feel like the non-elimination um, um, format meant that uh, the most advantageous outcome could be put in place for the um, story of Strictly this year. I I'm going to take that, my tinfoil hat off now. I think that's crediting the judges with far too much skullduggery. I don't think it's necessarily the judges. Oh, so... Uh... Well, we never got to see them randomly draw out the hat, the starting positions. Nope. No, they said that happened, but it we never saw it. Um, no. We also didn't actually really see any comments on why somebody had won or somebody had come above somebody else. Now, I think the only justification that would be possible for Louise to be placed above Danny is that perhaps they didn't think that Danny was leading OT. Possibly. Like, that's the yeah. only justification. Maybe. But that's harder because they've not been able to practice a particular routine and they're having to ad-lib. And it's always going to be harder for the male celebs to just ad-lib leading uh, for a song they've not heard and a routine they've not been able to practice. You just mm. No matter how good you are at the set pieces, that's a whole other level of difficulty. Yeah, but, you know, I guess in the a-thon in the elimination dance format that's why the odds kind of are stacked against the guys but the cha-cha thing where they they also didn't really recap it at all so even in like lens lens you didn't get any still shots of any of the dancing critiques discussed she didn't even get to see any of their thoughts or comments behind that at all it was just totally right that's happened the scores move on yeah rather than have a cheap and superfluous musicals number thing i would have rather had a double length lens lens and talked about what was good and what was bad in the chasha challenge yeah mm. came and went very quickly well i think that might be 
because after they'd done it, they kind of went, hang on, that whole thing was completely pointless and the audience knows it, so let's just gloss over it. It never <laughs> happened. Because I felt like it was an absolute waste of time. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? They only did it because someone thought Cha Cha Challenge was a good title for a challenge. Yes, exactly. They came up with a title and then had to figure out something to do with it. So this was there because, you know, the show is getting shorter and shorter now. But next week, they're not on to two dances yet, but it's musicals week. How are they lengthening out the show next week? Is there like a big... I'm scared to think what they're going to do to stretch it out. Stretch it I out, reckon stretch it out. there'll be an extra 30 seconds in all the comedy VTs. No! Yeah, the, longer VTs. The flapping about. There'll be the introductory pro dance, which will be a medley because it's musicals week and they can't pick one. Oh, is it going to be a um, Rodgers so... and Hammerstein? It was last year, wasn't it? Oh, right. So it's not going to be Rodgers and Hammerstein this year. No. I'm sure it was Rodgers and Hammerstein last year. Oh, God, Rogers yeah. And, and Brendan was the king from The King and I, and it was not okay. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'll be yeah. probably, I suspect, a bit more of Tess and Claude. That'll stretch it out a bit. Maybe they'll have a guest singing performer on the Saturday night as well as on the Sunday. Yeah, but... must be, there must be some other old codger that they could, you know, resurrect because they don't put anyone modern on, do they? Well, they had Ellie Golding this week, and she has been on like every TV program I've watched the last two weeks. Yeah, but she's establishment. <laughs> that's why she's in it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. B- the BBC think of Ellie Golding as somebody who's perfectly safe. Like, yes. you, you can take. She to, is. You can take her to Glastonbury, but she can also sing in front of the Queen. Yeah. I still say they should bring Mel C on because I love her new single and she's great and she's a bit risky. Strictly Which doesn't is do precisely why she won't be on. Maybe, exactly. Maybe that's why Strictly's so safe because the Queen watches it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we can't shock Her Majesty. Maybe that's why Louise's dresses are so baggy as well. Like the Queen doesn't. <laughs> like she's got the something specifically approve. against Louise. Um, well, but what about Claudia's gusset? I don't know. I don't know. My tinfoil hat. <laughs> my my, my tinfoil hat's very tight and pinching at the moment. So I, <laughs> I I'll take it off, and then we'll talk about Sunday night. So Sunday night, and I think we got we got. Well, when the, when, um, when the news came through in the forums where we received this news, I did do a little celebratory whoop, and I poured the remains of my margarita out of the cocktail shaker into my, into my glass and drained it in a sort of a toast to the start of the dance part of the dance competition. I yeah. drank some delicious Christmas porter and celebrated. But... Before we get on to the wonderful news, what was there doing being a little Wimbledon tribute situation at the beginning of Sunday night? What was this? The sports day stroke Wimbledon weirdness. To be it honest, ruined it. I was going to pretend that it hadn't happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine then. Edit that out. We'll carry on. Uh, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave in the fact that we mentioned it and that we decided that we were going to pretend it didn't happen. And okay. then I'm going to leave this bit in as well. Yeah. Meta. Meta. Three levels of meta. Meta makes it better. Yeah. Um, but yes, another classic Sunday night results show non event, non dance off. 
Rob got another chance. There's a purpose okay? Yes, there was a purpose. Uh, uh, Rob got us another... Well, do we think it was the right bottom two? I do this week because... I, I, I mean, only because I think Rob Rinder just pulled the short store of having a rumba this week. And it's always difficult for male celebs to do rumbas. And he had a weird storyline for it, whether we like it or not. Um, and I think he was always going to be at risk this week because I don't think the public kind of got it. And at this stage in the competition, to just not have a very showy dance is a big enough risk in itself. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, we all know how much I love Robert, but uh, I, I was not at all surprised that he was in the, in the bottom two. And probably going on the rest of the dances, the only other one I could have seen in the bottom two would have been R.A. And that would have been on the strength of the public not getting it as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So probably, you know, it was right. And I suspect, if I'm being honest, that probably next week is Rob's last week. So, but if you can unless, go, you know, it depends how, it depends how Claudia does. I think I think it's going to possibly be between uh, Robert and Claudia next week. Yeah, like if Cla- uh, if Claudia's got her rumba next week, which we don't know, uh, and it's awful, then Rob may survive another week. Well, also, you have to consider Ore in the mix there as well, because he's been in the bottom two before. It's not he's not a he's not a guaranteed shot for the final, although he's a likely shot for the final. Ore has uh, got Foxtrot, Quickstep, Viennese Waltz, Samba and Argentine Tango left. If it's any of the ballrooms, then Ore's perfectly safe, isn't he? Yeah, I also think he can probably do a good Argentine Tango. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. They've actually, he's done quite a lot with the less um, strong dancers, actually, this year, hasn't mm. he? But I do think he's lost quite a lot of momentum with the public at the moment. Like, he had a few weeks just on an absolute roll. But, I, I mean, I don't know if it's my personal view only, but he, he does seem to have just... Mm. Yeah. ...leveled well, out a little bit at the moment. I think, well, no... I think you're right, and you see... Like we know, we know that Robert and Ed were the bottom two. Who was the bottom number three, and what was the gap between them? Is the question to ask, isn't it? Because if it was very clear, like you know, Robert and Ed got hardly any public vote, and everybody else got a very high number of public votes, then that changes it up. Then if it was, if Robert was, you know, in the bottom two by just a handful of votes, then then it, it makes it a whole different ball game. Yeah. Uh, but I think we'll basically know if if Ori doesn't have the Samba, he's probably going to be all right and in the semi-final. Yeah, I agree with that. Whereas if Claudia has to do her salsa next week... Oh, no, salsa's got lifts in it. She'll probably be fine with the salsa. Yeah. Whereas if she's got the rumba, she might be in trouble. Yeah. And it How many people are they having in the final? Three. Three. Okay, I, I predict it to be Danny, Louise and Ore in the final then. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If it, going on form at the moment, Rob is out next week, Claudia's out the week after, then we've got the final. Um, unless anything happens in the dancing, in which case we might lose... Claudia and Robert in a different order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't I see I really them. like to have um, Claudia, Danny and Louise in the final. I would 
like if I got to pick if I got to pick it would be Claudia Danny Ore in the final actually no Claudia mm-hmm. Danny Rob <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Claudia, Danny, Rob. That's who I would have. Claudia, Danny, and Rob. With That's Louise going out in a shock semi-final dance-off disaster. <laughs> you sound too much of relish of this. <laughs> uh, but it would be exciting. Think of think of the ratings. It would be the most exciting thing that Louise had done, as far as I was concerned, to go out before the final, <laughs> because she's not anything else very exciting for me also i don't think there's any risk of that kevin's been crowing about having never had to do the monday elimination interview on it takes two and it's time it's time boyo time yes and that's true part of me wants louise to go out because i'd quite like kevin to go out <laughs> yeah i am slightly torn i quite like louise but i still i'm not i'm not a kevin fan um but yeah to wrap up on the sunday night results show it was only ever going to go one way uh we we've gone on at length about ed balls he's been sort of the box office and the headlines for strictly this year and i think you know the the viewing figures for strictly this year have been incredible and ed balls has been you know a big part of that whether you like it or not so let's go for dance of the week uh let's have some nominations from michelle um, I think I'm going for the obvious one of Danny and Oti. It was amazing. Dawn says it was Claudia's tango for her. Uh, she thinks it really suited her and that she did it justice. Emily? Danny and Oti's. Lisa? Well, don't shoot me. But I'm having mumble <laughs> <laughs> No, I am, because I liked that it wasn't a, a regular rumba. I liked the story of a supportive teacher, and I'm slightly in love with Robert Rinder. So I think you're blinded. <laughs> love is blind. Yes, well, maybe so, but I don't care. Love is also nice. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, I'm going to go for Danny and Otis Samba, which has finally added something new to my Strictly YouTube rotation, which mainly consists of dancers of Artem and Natalie. Um, so it's nice to have something new to look at. Yay! Uh, so yeah, oh, the serious bit though, frock of the week. Dawn nominates uh, Joanne's pinstripe number. Really? Really? She Dawn. says she loves Dawn. she loves pinstripes. Okay, okay she's her own. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether she loves like play suits and polo necks, but she loves pinstripes enough to nominate it. Uh, <laughs> Emily, I think. Um, I really liked Louise's dress. If it had had a fitted bodice, I'd wear that dress every single day of the week. Um, but in terms of something that I would immediately steal from the Strictly Wardrobe, it would probably be Oksana's um, top 90 this week. Well, you see, I am reviving the the 90 of the week category <laughs> for Oksana. Uh, okay, then. Well, my, my nomination for, can carry over for that then. Okay. Uh, Michelle? Um, I liked quite a lot of them this week. Um, I was struggling to pick just one or two nominations. I loved Oksana's nighty, obviously. Um, I loved Louise's dress, but yeah, again, the top bit should have been maybe more fitted. Um, but I actually loved, well, it's kind of weird, but Katia's sort of multicoloured stripy blue thing, when she was actually moving and dancing, that looked 
amazing. It was very flowing, and I liked that. So it's between Oksana and Katia's dresses for me. Katia's dress, I noticed when she was standing with Ed in, you know, the results show, it was extremely bosomy. I have no idea how she was held into it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, tape. Yeah, it must She's have been, been like, COD. It was just taped to a front, as far as I could tell. Buble tape. Buble tape. Buble tape. tape. Uh, for me, uh, just in terms of uh, a dress that was visually exciting and also uh, a, a tour de force of technical achievement, Otis Samba dress. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, adjudicate. Okay, well, you've all mentioned ones that I have written down, of course, which is good. It means we are thinking similar. I have a special mention for Louise. Again, a little bit tighter and that could have possibly won it this week but it did look fabulous um oksana's nighty of the week of course um and uh, that stunning piece of beading that o- the ot was wearing was just unbelievable and when we saw that on it takes two didn't we on thursday wednesday thursday and i did think oh i think this is going to look good because it would just look fabulous because ot can wear anything and it looks great and i was particularly excited to see that so special mention that also special mention from me to claudia winkleman for that uh jumpsuit that she had on on saturday night really liked that thought that looked really nice on her tess looked like a bit of a car crash but claudia looked really good on saturday night but winning dress of the week this week is the one that michelle mentioned and it's katia's blue dress i really thought that was lovely i thought it moved really well the color was nice on katia and it was nice on camera. It came across really well. I thought the shaping of it was great. The fabric was wonderful. Really suited Katia. Really suited the dance. Take Ed out of the mix. I thought it was great for a tango to be in that like bright sort of turquoise blue colour. Um, so yeah, dress of the week goes to the lovely Katia. Woo! So well done, Vicky. We always award it and then say well done to Vicky and her team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also liked, obviously I haven't nominated it, I don't think it should run in it, I don't think it was good as the other ones, but I often don't really like what Darcy wears sometimes, um, but actually I really liked that kind of green dress with the gold beading that she was wearing on Saturday night that had like a keyhole back thing. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It looked refreshingly normal, didn't it? It actually looked Yeah, she normally wears some weird stuff and I like that. Agreed. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we look forward to next week's presumably high octane visual spectacular total mess that is going to be musicals week and and exciting new heights of dance content to come thanks we've got time to fill (laughs) yeah and and filling of sort of championship standard so good night emily good night good night michelle good night and good night lisa good night I've been Ellie and you've been listening to episode 15 of the Keep Dancing podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, we're on Twitter at Keep Dancing Pod or on Gmail. You can email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep dancing.